Day 7 of Mining Operation Kappa. One full week of operations down. Unfortunately, another drone went down today. We still have enough drones to detect the deadly gas, but if another goes down, we're going to have to rework our drone pattern to compensate and possibly lose other capabilities. We were able to work over minimum operating hours today, and we have stabilized at 5.1 kilometers ahead of schedule both today and yesterday. End of audio log 13. Yo, what's going on, you guys? This is your host, Brandon. And this is Blake. And we're coming at you with another episode here, episode 42. Good number. It's Jackie Robinson, isn't that? 42, yes. And it divides into 21. And you're 21. And I'm 21. About it. About it, dude. Honestly, the numerology on every episode, <laughs> always got something to say about it. <laughs> and we've got 21 shooters for you today. <laughs> yes, indeed. We are talking about the shooter genre, and just we just have a ton of games that we want to talk about. Yeah, this was kind of kind of born out of the the fact that at the end of the year, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of shooters coming out right now, and I mean at the end of every year they kind of release some annual shooters, so. Brandon's going to be talking about Call of Duty Vanguard. I'm personally boycotting the Call of Duty franchise right now because of all the terrible shit that's going on over there. And hey, look, if you if you want to boycott, like we're going to talk about some other games that you can play. And if you want to play it, I mean, like, feel free. Brandon's going to be talking about that. Uh, we're both not playing Battlefield. <laughs> we'll talk about that as well. Yeah. And that's kind of what sparked this. But then we also are just kind of excited about some of the other games that are on here as well. Like we've got, we've got a whole roster. So if you either don't want to play in the new, any of the new games or think the price tag is too much, like everything else that we're going to talk about is a, a lower price tag and maybe better in some stances. So do you want to kick us off, man? Tell us about Vanguard. Let's get right into it, man. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Vanguard recently. I've played a lot of the preseason I tried a little bit of the zombies because I watched that trailer. It was a total letdown. I really? could not cannot play the zombies, honestly. Actually, that makes me sad because I thought the trailer looked really cool. But I mean, we've got similar say, taste in zombies. So if you don't like it, I probably wouldn't like it either. Yeah, it was what just... Was, what was up with it? Dude, it was just... Maybe I got to check it out now that season one dropped. Maybe they dropped a new map. But it was just not it, bro. Like the mechanics were off. The, you know, just the bosses and and the way that you navigated the world. Was this still round based? It was definitely still round based. But man, it was just something about it. It was just off. It didn't feel like the zombies we know and love. Yeah, man, I get that. But what about the multiplayer? Did you play any of the campaign? I didn't touch the campaign because I that would have been too huge of a download. <laughs> you, did the, you did the different parts. Yeah. I, oh I my just, gosh. What was the what was the total? Do you know what the gigabyte was? It was a lot, Blake. I'll tell uh, you that much. It was a lot of gigabytes, and I do have Warzone. It's huge. Oh my gosh. Huge and Warzone actually, they just did a huge update for Warzone. So if you, Do you like the new map, I haven't checked out the new update for Warzone, but you know, apparently a lot of people were not playing Warzone and now they're coming back because of this update. So that's exciting. But I've been playing multiplayer mainly, just been playing through the multiplayer maps, been playing some good old domination, hardpoint. That's uh, always kind of been match. your favorite, hasn't it? Co-confirmed, yeah. Just Good old pub stomping, as they like <laughs> to say. And yeah, just having my fun playing with friends. Man, I'm already like prestige for them. Oh my gosh. Didn't it didn't the season one just drop today? <laughs> well, you know, I played the preseason too. I played from release day. So yeah, it's just you know, do you like Call, the weapons? Call of Duty and I have a history together. Yeah, man. I'm I'll be honest, I even though I'm I'm boycotting, I do kind of have some FOMO. Like I, I don't know, man. This is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I decided not to get it, but I don't know. 
I feel like I feel like the zombies was a big pull for me. And I, I really wanted to jump into it, man. But yeah. Did you like the gunplay? Because it's in the same engine as this the the last modern warfare game. So if you if you haven't been keeping up with the franchise, the the modern warfare, the last modern warfare they did, that was in a new engine. And that was so fun. I think that was probably I'm, I'll be honest, that was my favorite COD. And it was just so fun to play online. I loved how like the gunplay felt. I loved the online matches, but I just hated, I hated Black Ops, the online. I just didn't like it. I thought the guns felt different. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. And come to find out that it was actually in the previous engine. So the Call of Duty Black Ops that they, the pat, the previous game, I guess the 2021 game, or I'm sorry, the 2020 game, that was in the previous engine because they couldn't get it in the, the new engine in time. And then this one, the Call of Duty Vanguard, is now in the same engine as Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. That makes a lot of sense why the feel, as far as multiplayer, is a lot different from Black Ops and, and why I've been enjoying it a lot, I feel. And it definitely gives me kind of Modern Warfare vibes. And when it comes to multiplayer, I think... You know, Modern Warfare really has it down packed. I really enjoyed Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. So I'm really enjoying Vanguard. And so are a lot of my friends, you know, so. Yeah, definitely, man. Do you like the guns? Because, I mean, like, this is a return to return to World War II, which is, I mean, another point of, I don't know if it's necessarily contention, but, I mean, it does seem that, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, the like, the original the COD the world at war, like the one that they made for like the 360. I think it was the 360 generation that had like the original zombies, like that had like co-op campaign, dude, like that camp, that was just insane. Like that was probably like my first realistic like shooter game that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is just so fun. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I feel like because of that, because of that game success, they, they feel like they always go back to to World War II. And I think this is the third time they've gone back to World War II. So, wow. I mean, I think a lot of people are just, myself included, are kind of just like, is it worth it? Because, I mean, obviously the guns are like more old school, you know? Totally. And one thing about like Activision and, and just the Call of Duty franchise in general is, you know, they, they learn a lot and, and they adapt and they make changes. They yeah, it's very iterative. So, it definitely feels a lot smoother just to, like for example i'm using an mp40 it's the only gun i use because i'm trying to get it gold completing all the challenges but even the challenges are like different they're not like your regular set of challenges for you know to get one of the camos you have to have three specific um, attachments on your gun that's cool I, I don't think i've seen anything like that yeah and and on top of that you have to get like headshots or long shots with those specific attachments. So there's just really like different kind of, um, you know, they're making kind of these, these different changes, but they're also staying true to like, you know, keeping a good sight. And, and as far as like the attachments go, there are so many variations and, and, you know, I'm the type of person, like, I like it when it's simple, but there's just something about the way that they introduced these attachments that it's very, like, easy to understand. You just have a lot of options. Um, yeah. And it, it's just, it's fun. They did a good job. You can tell it was well made. <clears throat> a lot of people complain about, you know, the Call of Duty, but people are always going to complain. Yeah, I mean, it, like when you get to a, a franchise, I mean, like obviously there is definitely fair criticism to be said about having the game where you like constantly shoot human beings. And I mean, like obviously there's something to be said about like maybe we shouldn't romanticize violence and like maybe we shouldn't have like the NPCs that you kill look Middle Eastern. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely something to be said about that. But yeah, I mean, like, the game definitely has its critics, but I mean, like when you have a franchise that big, there's always going to be people talking shit. You have the same thing with Pokemon. You have the same thing with like Star Wars. Like when it's just a humongous franchise, like there's always going to be people that kind of say things about it or that have like nuanced like picks or I guess like nuanced tweaks 
you know, about, about it, but right. I mean, like generally like we're here to celebrate games, you know, so right. just got to stay in the light, I guess. And talk about the games we love and, and, yeah. you know, why, why we love them and Vanguard. There's a lot to love there. You know, as, as you know, I've been sick recently, so I've had a lot of time to just be home and Vanguard has been really helpful. Just, I played a lot of Call of Duty as a kid. Maybe I shouldn't have, but that. No, you're fine, man. I get a lot of, I get a lot of like, I don't know, nostalgia. Just brings me back into that time when I was like 12 and had no worries in the world and just playing Call of Duty game after Call of Duty game and just tearing it up in the lobbies. Yeah, no, man. Like, totally. I mean, like, if you're sick, like, dude, I wish that I was sick right now and I could, like, go and play the new Pokemon, you know, because that's what I did when I was a kid. Man, actually, nothing about, like, my parents, whenever I was sick, they would never let me play video games. So I would always, like, play the handhelds <laughs> in my bed because it's something that, like, if they came in, I could just, like, flip yeah. it closed and, like, pretend I was sleeping. Yeah. They're, like, if you're missing school, you have to sleep. No, there's definitely something to that, man, especially, like, this time of the year. Like, I feel like everybody just wants to be in that, like, homey kind of mood. So I'm glad that yeah, you man. get that, man. And, hey, I mean, like we said, there's definitely fair criticisms about this game, especially right now with a lot of the things that are going on with the the company. And, hey, you know, I mean, I, I personally love the games, and I'm choosing um, just to abstain, you know. I mean, I don't know if it's really going to matter, but, you know, hey, that's a personal choice. So, I mean – we want to see, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, this is about the games we love and we just want to see more people, you know, experience and love these games. And, you know, sometimes I guess you gotta, gotta either, you know, present fair criticism in a positive way or, or maybe not a positive way or just like a, a good way that, you know, that can, I guess, present change as opposed to, you know, just shouting online. But yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. I'm, I do wish that I could play, but I'm honestly, man, I mean, there's so many games out there that there's a plethora of things that you can play. There's a ton of other shooters, man. And I mean, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to get into another one that, I mean, you mentioned you don't really have a lot of experience with, but I played a lot of. Yeah, go for it. And it's a totally, totally free shooter. It's called Splitgate. Splitgate? Is it Splitgate or Splitgate? Splitgate. Okay. Yeah, I have it downloaded, man. I've been itching to check it out, but. And, you know, it kind of has like that portal premise to it where you can shoot into a wall and build a portal. I'll be honest, man. I've never played Portal. But you've heard of it? I've heard. I get kind of, I mean, like, I'm assuming you make a portal. But (laughs) have you played the Portal games? I've never played the Portal games, but I've definitely seen gameplay. Maybe we should check that out, man. That might be fun. Yeah, that might be fun. But it's a really cool dynamic, and and I mean, for a shooter, it definitely adds a different like layer to the game. Like you can, you know, shoot someone through one of these portals that you set up, you know, that you strategically picked, and and you can make portals like from any point in the map. It's re- it's really really. So if you if you pick a portal, do you have to pick a start and an end, or if you like, you just pick a start, it has a designated. You have to pick a start and an end. Oh, wow. So there's like basically all these, I guess I'm going to call them like nexus points. There's a ben- basically like you have a map and you have like a bunch of nexus points and you can pick like an in and an out. Exactly. Is there like I mean, any I mean, limit to you to it to where like you have to be able to see the exit or can you literally just bounce to the other side of the map? You have to be able to see the other point. Okay. Yeah, you have to be able to see them. Okay. So like, let's say somebody's shooting you and you're like in a hallway, you can make a portal, jump through the portal and like end up behind them in the hallway you could yeah if you could aim it behind them and then make another portal right next to you go through it and you know so do, behind okay them. so do you when you play do you use it more as like movement or do you use it more as like opening up a like a like a hallway to shoot the other person i use it more as movement okay so it's like a way to just like you know flank yeah yeah it's a really easy way to flank Honestly, man, that seems like such a fun concept because it feels like you could really outplay somebody. Oh, man, it adds a total different layer. And something that I noticed about Splitgate, and maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but, you know, 
it's just true. It's a lot like Halo, like a lot like Halo. And so it's kind of so like imagine, the sci-fi kind of. Imagine Halo Three with <laughs> a portal aspect to it. Okay. That's that, that's what it's like. And okay. man, it's tough. I love it, and it's just a really fun game. I think it's still in a beta. Well, I don't. It says it says free to play, so I don't know if that makes it like a, a beta. But is it kind of like? I mean, like with all free to play games, like obviously they monetize on like customizations and stuff. But is it kind of like in your face, or does it give you like a wide berth and kind of just like enjoy the game? But definitely not. It's definitely not in your face like at all. Okay, this is one that I wanted that I'm going to bring up later, and it was very much like it was just so up in my face that I just kind of stopped playing. But well, hey, I guess we can talk about that one there's another free-to-play game that i checked out recently it's called hawken have you heard of hawken no so basically the the premise of it is it's just like a like a mech shooter so you are just like a mech and like so basically you're just this big robot and you've got like two arms but it's like a you're like a mech like a robot so it's not like hands it's like you have like a rocket launcher or like a gun or like a shield and you have all these abilities and it was very much like a, like it was really fun for like an hour or two. And I was definitely just like going through matches and it was really cool because you have like these boosts that you can do and you unlike unlock different classes of mechs and you can just jump in and like, let's say it gives you one mech and it's like very much based on movement. So it'll let you like kind of zip around, but you have like lighter guns and then like you can totally like mess up a bigger guy that has like crazy like if you get hit once, like it does like half your health, but it's so it's really easy to avoid their avoid their shots and things like that. So like it's really easy just because there's so much variety of like the different types of mechs. It, it can really be kind of fun. I really honestly like I played it for like two hours and I kind of bounced because I was really enjoying it. And then it just seemed like every time I got out of the match, it was like, oh, you unlock this. You unlock the ability to buy this. But it's like you could use your in-game currency that you earned. Or it's like, you could just buy it. And I was kind of just like, man, I have almost nothing of the the stuff that I've earned to be able to actually unlock this. So it was really just kind of like a mobile game as far as like the monetization, like really just up in your face. And I, I kind of bounced off that one. But I mean, definitely if you like mech shooters, like this is a free to play and you'll definitely get something out of it. I mean, you never know. You might be different than me. It might not bother you. And you might be able to sink like 10, 20 hours into it. You never know. And is the free-to-play advertisement, like, in your in your face on this one? Oh, yeah, totally. It really is in your face. It's also, like, a pay-to-win, too, because, like, you'll be playing, and, like, let's say you're a level one. You can only have this one mech if you're a level one. But then by the time you get to level 10, you have the ability to unlock these, like, 15 other mechs. And then it's like, but you can't unlock them because you don't have any of the currency it's like you could just buy it for like a couple bucks and i don't know i was kind of just like i'm kind of out on that because like not only it was just like also the menus were just like so complicated because they had to incorporate the the monetization elements in it so like they had to be able to clearly state like you can either get this this way or you can get this this way it's like you can either get this from grinding or get this by paying money and it it was just i don't know i just kind of left because not only like could you do this with like the different mechs that you had, there's also a whole menu set for your attachments and your color customization. And that was all on like the specific mech. So like, let's say I got a rocket launcher A. I couldn't put rocket launcher A on Titan 1 and 2. I'd have to unlock it for Titan 1 and then put it, I'm sorry, I said Titan, like mech 1 and then mech 2. I'd have to unlock it again. So it, I don't know, it kind of sucked like that aspect of it, but I don't know if that made sense, but basically, yeah, like, Hey, check it out for yourself. It's free to play. Like all it costs is the storage on your, on your box. And honestly, that, that being said, that <laughs> it's a pretty, the storage that you have on your box is a commodity these days. So yeah, it's a real price to pay. Yeah. Honestly, man, I got to talk about this other game though. Um, you've probably heard of it. And this actually is, is kind of the game that inspired this, this whole episode, in part with Vanguard, but Halo Infinite. It's a new Halo game. 
I think that it actually yeah. came out today, like the full campaign, if you want. But the multiplayer is totally free. So as long as you have an Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, or Xbox Series S, you can play this game. It's free to play. Were you able to check this out at all, Brandon? No, I wasn't yet. <laughs> I knew the answer before I asked, man. Dude, honestly, you're missing out. I, I don't want to say it, man. This... I think this is the best shooter I've played in Damn. probably years. This is so good. And it's free to play too. And it's like, honestly, there's a couple different, oh man, I don't even really know where to begin, man. It basically, the whole pitch, man, it's a free to play Halo game. And I'm playing it on my launch Xbox One and it runs fine. Like truthfully, like it's a next gen game. It can be played on both. I've, I have had zero issues and I really don't even have that long at load times, which I think is kind of crazy. So man, props to the studio that, that made this game up. Cause it, it, I think it, I was going to say, I think it, what I thought it was, but I, I think that they sold it. Okay. So the, the new studio is three, four, three industries. And I just got to say, man, this game is so fun. Like literally dude, Imagine like hopping into a Halo game, like your favorite Halo game from your past. It's you and a Spartan, like you're the Spartan. You have the pistol, you have the gun, and you just hop in and it's just like, you have the, the really long floaty jump and it's just like you versus another Spartan. And it really is that man. Like with Call of Duty, like you can jump into a multiplayer match. You can totally just like get killed in one second and be like, oh my God, the dude is behind me. There's nothing I could do. Like, you know, like with COD, like you don't have a ton of health. So like, if you really, like if somebody gets a drop on you, like, and you're looking the other way, like you can't do anything. Right. With this one, oh my gosh, it's a totally different story. So you have a whole health bar and then you have a whole shield bar and you, so everybody spawns in with the same guns. You have like an assault rifle and a pistol and anything like you can find other like guns on the map and Dude, it, it's honestly like, it is so fun. Like, I can't tell you how much, like seriously, how much joy it is to like have like the starting pistol and like totally outplaying somebody and absolutely blopping their asses. Like, honestly, yeah. like I've had some, like <laughs> I've had some truly like incredible moments where I've like outplayed people because you have to be strategic. So like, there's like, you can do a melee and if you do two melees, it's a kill. Or if you do two grenades, it's a kill. Or you can unload an entire clip plus in it like another half a clip and they can maybe still be alive. Like you really have to do a lot of damage to them just because of how much health you have. And because of that, like it really just changes the whole dynamic. Like you can really get into like a firefight with somebody and like maybe make it out with like just like a sliver of health, but like you still got them. And then like one person will hit you like one time and it'll just be over. I'm like, you can't do anything, but Man, it's just so fun, man. And they have like different multiplayer, different types of matches. So unfortunately, because it's like free to play, like you can't pick what game type, like you can't pick like team domination or like capture the flag. Like you can't do anything like that. But you can you can pick like the number of players that are in it. So I've been doing a lot of 4v4, which is just like their quick matches and they don't last very long. And when you're in a 4v4, like your performance can really make or break it. And that's really fun. Yeah. And it just it's so hard to explain, but like just the feel of it, like it just feels like how Halo should feel, man. Like it definitely has that nostalgic factor for me. And it just feels so good. Like it's really like just the feel of it, man. And oh man, I'm gushing about it, dude. I really am. Yeah, man. You've been trying to get me to play this game for a while. And like I said, I'm not gonna try it until I get my hands on the next gen. Which, you know, is, I'm here to tell you, there's really, it. there's truly no need to do that, dude. Like I, I have my Xbox, my Xbox one, my launch one that has like a layer of like a half an inch of dust on the top. It is running perfect, man. Like I, I really, truly like, I only have to wait like 30 seconds to like get into a match, maybe a minute, but it like after having the PS5 and like with, when you have the, the PS5, you have pretty much no load times. Like going back and playing any other game on a previous gen is kind of like a nightmare. Like, I don't know if you've experienced that at all, but like, I'm not, like, I tried to play something the other day on my, on my Xbox. And I was like, man, like 
I've been here like a whole minute. And then I'd like open up Instagram and I was just like, man, like I used to do this. Like every time I was trying to load something, like you just, yeah. just sit there and man, that's something to be said about the next gen, man. That's really, it's really crazy. But I, I didn't experience anything like that. Like it does take like a little bit of time, but it's really not bad, dude. Like they did a great job at making it playable on the last gen console. I've had, like I said, launch Xbox one. I've had no issues. I got kicked from one match and it, I mean, like it might be that it doesn't have like the best resolution, but I don't know. I just get lost in it, man. Cause it's just so fun. Like, dude, I really like, I had this moment where I like absolutely like wrecked this dude. And I, I, maybe I had like a pickup or something and basically I got the, like the gravity hammer. And then I like, I was like, okay, like I have the gravity hammer. Like I'm going to mess some people up. And I like went and this dude was coming at me with a warthog and I like hit him with the gravity hammer. And I, oh my, I got like a double kill. Cause like another, there's another person on the back. And then I had another one where I had like the sword. I don't really know what the, the laser sword is called, but basically I had the laser sword. And then I also had the power up that made me invisible. So I went invisible and I had the sword and I just got like three people in the back is Oh man, it's just so fun. Like it's seriously like so sandboxy. Yeah. Mm, you just got to jump into it, man. Like it, I was playing it a little bit on my lunch and it's really cool. And also they have a, you can honestly, you can jump right into the multiplayer, which is what I did, but I've heard that some people said that the tutorial is pretty good. So I did the tutorial and I mean, it definitely has like some story elements to it, but I haven't really been keeping up with Halo. So I don't really know what's going on TBH, but (laughs) it was okay. I I would almost say just do whatever you want. Like if you want to do the the tutorial, go for it. But if you want to jump in, like just jump in, like you'll figure it out. Oh man. It's so good, dude. You got to play it, man. You got to do it. I got to try it. I'll try it eventually. I'm sure that's, and this is Halo Infinite. So this is just like the multiplayer for next gen. Yeah, they kind of they kind of said that. Well, Brandon, it's Halo Infinite. It's gonna last forever. It's got infinite in the name, so yeah, it's self-explanatory. They actually they they've announced like a little bit. So I, I kind of think I know what's going on. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm no expert on this, but they they said that the the new season is their season one is gonna last for from like now until the end of May. So it's really going to become like a, like it's a free to play with seasons and all of the, the battle passes. So they have a battle pass. You can buy the battle pass. That that has been like really the only point of controversy with this game at the moment that I could find is that people are, don't like the progression system of the battle pass, but I don't know. People said the same thing about any other big free to play, like they'll figure it out. I mean, truthfully, like, because it's free to play, like I'm, and you do get a lot of free stuff. I'm, I'm kind of just going to see how far I can get with the free to play and see if it's worth it. So I guess I'll let you know. But so I think that they're, they're going to play this throughout through the whole generation. Like, I think that's kind of going to be the plan. And it, it really is that good. Like, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm going to come back to this game. Like, truthfully, truthfully, I'm, I've been so burnt out on the, on the shooter genre. And like this game in particular made me like, made me not only interested in it again, like I was like, oh, this is why I love like FPSs. This is, it just like, like, I don't know, renewed my love for the whole genre. It reminded you why you fell in love with it in the beginning. Definitely, man. It's that good, dude. You should check it out. High praise. But let's get into the next one, man. What's What's the next game? You know, actually, man, I thought it would be... I thought it would be funny because we're, well, I don't know about funny. I thought it would be fun to talk about this game because we haven't talked about it since our pilot episode, episode number one or zero. I think it's episode number one. We talked about a little bit about Titanfall two. And after playing a little bit of Halo, like I said, I was like, it just reunited that love for the, the genre. And I went back and I played the whole campaign of Titanfall two on my P5. And man, I'm, I'm going to be honest, dude. I think this is the best shooter campaign of all time. That that's wow. my that's my opinion, man. So if you don't know anything about Titanfall 2, basically the launch of Xbox 360 generation and PlayStation 3, Titanfall was announced 
And I think it was the first game ever to be online only, like multiplayer only. And it, it was really okay. Like it was really fun. Like you're, it's basically this like super cool sci-fi shooter and you have like a grappling hook or you can like turn invisible and you can run on walls and you have like a jetpack, and it's basically like super fast pace. And really like, it's all about movement and like trying to like outmaneuver people and then shooting them. Yeah. So it's like really fun. And then on top of it, if you do well in the match, you get to call in this thing called a Titan. And it's basically this humongous, like badass mech suit that has like all these cool abilities and you can like wreck normal players but also the other team can also call in Titans. So it's definitely, it's definitely fun. So then basically they released the second game, Titanfall 2, and they had a multiplayer and a pretty short campaign. And we'll talk about Titanfall 2 in a second. But then they also, after that, they released Apex, Apex Legends, which is one of the biggest free-to-play battle royales out there. And this is also from, this is from Respawn, which is the developing studio and respawn is also the people that made Jedi fallen order, which is my favorite game of all time. So I, I don't know. I absolutely love what respawn does and Titanfall two, dude, I think you should check it out. If you're like looking for a shooter this holiday season or just looking for a shooter in general, I think I picked this game up for like four bucks. And like I said, I, I think it's the best campaign of all time. Like if you're into sci-fi shooters and you haven't played this, like you're doing yourself a disservice. Like you got to check this out. Do you, do you remember too much from the Titanfall two campaign? Not really. I, I only played the Titanfall campaign. I never got around to the Titanfall two one, but maybe I should have. seems like it's better. Well, I don't, the, the first one didn't have a campaign. It was only multiplayer. Did you, do you remember the character BT? No. You got to check it out, man. It's been a while, man. I miss, I miss Titanfall, though. Titanfall was really, really fun. Yeah, so I guess I'll give you a quick pitch on the campaign. Like, basically, you kind of start out, and you're this, this infantryman, infantryman Jack Cooper, and you're training with this pilot. So that's what they call the people that are in the Titans. So the Titans are the mech suits, and the people that control them are the pilots. And there's this pilot, Lastimosa. Uh, Captain Lassimosa, and he's trying to training you in this, like, it's kind of like the sim pod, kind of like VR, but it's in like this, like full body kind of pod thing. Like it looks kind of cool, like truly like the sci-fi in this, like it's, it's some really cool sci-fi and they, you kind of do this like training simulation and you're, it kind of like shows you like it, basically this training simulation is the tutorial. And you know me, like if, if a game has a good tutorial, like it's already got my heart because I hate tutorials, <laughs> but it, this is true. Yeah. It was really cool because it puts you in this. It's kind of like a simulation where you're doing like a speed run. Like it's like a very like confined, like you have to run this course where you have to do all these platformings, like run on the wall and shoot these people and like use grenades. And you have to do this in like a minute and 25 seconds and I think you have to do it in like a minute, 25 seconds to continue. And then like people obviously speed run this and like you can beat. It also has capped like different pilots. He's like, oh, like up here on the wall, there's like different pilots that you can see their times. And like, as you progress through the story, you realize they're like main character, like main NPC characters. And you, if you go back, you can like, it's called the gauntlet, I believe. And you can run the gauntlet and try to beat their scores. And it's kind of interesting, a little bit of like, I guess Titanfall 2 Apex lore is that one of the the characters from Apex Legends, Octane, who's kind of like the person that like runs super fast, he was inspired by speedrunners of the Titanfall 2 gauntlet because I guess one of the the ways the speedrunning community was able to to get a higher or faster time in on the gauntlet was to like throw grenades at the character's feet because you couldn't take damage from your own grenades and the grenades would like push you forward. So you really had to be using like all of the game's physics, kind of break break the game and push yourself forward. Yeah. So that's how, that's how kind of like the inspiration for the Octane character, which I think is super cool. And, oh man, just after that, you kind of like get dropped into this like battle. They're like, Hey, like Cooper, like we're being attacked. Like go, like you have to report to your, I guess, platoon or whatever. 
And then it's like this crazy cutscene where like you're in like this pod and you're being emergency dropped out of the starship and like you just like crash into the planet and it's like really intense. And then like you hear like people yelling and then you get like the pod like injects you with like stim or whatever. And then you get out of the pod and like you have to like pick up a gun and then you're basically on an enemy planet and you have to like kill these robots. I mean like they're they're called the like so the I don't know. I think I might be getting too much into this, but basically the enemy is called the IMC and which I think is like interplanetary mining corporation, I think is what it stands for. I don't know. I might be wrong about that. <laughs> basically they're, they're the big bad and they have like robots that are like trying to fight you. And basically you have to go through and kind of like clear this area with your squad. And then it like kind of breaks off into a cutscene where captain Lastimosa like finds your squad. And he's like, all right, boys like this way. And then, enemy titans come in and basically kill him or like you think they kill him but basically like he saves you and in saving you he kind of puts himself in like a bad position and he kind of loses the fight with these enemy titans and you kind of pass out and then you wake up and you go you go and try and see what happened to him and he's like locked inside of his titan and he kind of like falls out of the Titan passes on his helmet to you and you become the pilot of BT and PT or BT is your Titan. And basically you have like protocols where he's like protocol one, like uphold the mission protocol two, protect the pilot. And it's kind of like, it's really cool because it, it kind of humanizes this like robot that is like an AI and kind of gives it, I guess like a humanoid kind of personality and it's it's he's a really compelling character and obviously like i said it is just an absolutely insane shooter like sci-fi shooter and man it's super crazy and super fun so i would definitely recommend playing that there's anybody out there that hasn't played that check it out Titanfall 2 Titanfall 2 man and i have one other shooter that i want to talk about but really quick if you're a playstation plus member there's also another shooter that you could play called Predator Hunting Grounds. And you can get this. Actually, I think you had to get this a couple of months ago on PlayStation Plus. You might still be able to get it as well as Hell Let Loose. So if you really wanted to play like a World War II kind of shooter, but want to boycott COD, this is a PlayStation Plus kind of World War II shooter, Hell Let Loose. And also something that I, I did check out, man. Something that you can also get if you're on PlayStation Plus Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Zombie Chronicles is available for PlayStation Plus. So the only bad thing about this is you have to download the whole game in order to get this. So that's 80 gigs that you have to have free, which on the P5 is, that's a big ask. So that's not happening. I did check it out. I did play some zombies on the moon though. It's kind of fun, but you got access to moon. Yeah, the Zombie Chronicles, you get access to like eight different zombies maps, including Kino and Moon. Would we be able to play together? Yeah, you could totally jump on with that. I don't know, you got 80 gigs free? For Kino and all that, I might be able to make some room. Hey, honestly, man, I would be be so down to run some Kino with you. Oh, man. I, I did play it for a little bit and I was kind of like, oh, wow. I, I didn't make it very far because in the in the new COD, the last one, I didn't realize how much that kind of like changed how I play because you have a health bar. So like you can get hit, like essentially you can get hit a ton and it not like you not go down. But in this one, it's straight up. You get hit twice. You're donezo, man. Yeah. So it was definitely, it was like playing on hard mode, but because it was also, because it was Black Ops 3. So I on my on my Xbox One, I do have the Black Ops One with Kino on it. And I do I used to play that up until 2020. Man, like all the guns are different. So I was just having like a, a blast checking out like the different wall guns and the box guns. So I was having a good time with that. Yeah, dude, maybe you should check it out. I mean, obviously, like it's free with PlayStation Plus, but the biggest thing about it is 80 gigs. And that's a lot. Yeah, no, that's huge. But I mean, if you have an external hard drive, you can figure it out. Yeah, definitely, man. And this one is not a free to play. This one 
is uh, kind of more expensive. It's also a PlayStation exclusive, but I kind of I kind of talked about it when I first got it, and I haven't picked it up since. But like I said, man, Halo Reign. I don't know. It just like rekindled this passion for shooters, and I've been playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. And that's on PlayStation. Yeah, that's a PlayStation Five exclusive. So if you have a PlayStation Four, you can't play it. But if you have a P Five, oh, and it's a it's a full seventy dollars. I mean, you might be able to get a Black Friday or end of the year deal. But yeah, dude, can I gush about this game to you, man? Go for it, bro. Oh, I gosh. played Ratchet and Clank on a PSP before, and I had a good time with it. Do you ever play the PlayStation Two? versions no i never played i only played it on the psp which one did you play on the psp i don't remember i got them all man did you play size matters agent clank i think it was agent clank oh man that's terrible dude. <laughs> did you like it i had fun with it i did that's always hey that's good man if you man if you had fun with that i can only imagine what this would be but i think kind of last time we talked about it i think i kind of said it was the first like like true PlayStation five title that I'd experienced. And I think I kind of said it was a little overwhelming. I mean, like, okay. Like here's the thing, truthfully in this next gen game, it is absolutely seamless between gameplay and the cutscenes. It looks no different. I mean, at least for me, I can't really tell a difference. And I think that's just like crazy. Like you can really go from like a cutscene, and then like you take control and it, Man, it's just something else because, man, it really like, it just, I guess it like removes the bear. Like I wouldn't necessarily have said that loading times was a barrier before I played this game. Now that I've like played it and you go from literally a cutscene to right back into the action. I think we're in for something special with this next gen consoles, man. Like if this is kind of, if that's kind of the way things are going, I think that maybe we might be in for something special. A new wave, a new era, one could say. New era of gaming. <laughs> new way to play. Have you experienced anything like that with any of the other games you have? Do you have any, like, PlayStation 5 exclusives? Surely you do, man. I have NBA 2K22, which is a... They have a PS5 version that's an exclusive. And, I mean, the my career is pretty fun. But it's not really anything too different. Is it like the loading times? Do you do you experience like the non-loading times on those? Yeah, we definitely do experience the non-loading times and just overall graphics. And do you think that changes anything for you? Not really. Yeah, it definitely looks cool. It feels dope. I definitely feel like I'm in. I'm playing 2K in a new gen because I've played 2K since like 2K12. Yeah. So. I definitely noticed the progression, but I'll be honest. I really think it took me to play this game to like realize how far we've come. Cause so I guess just to like give a little bit of backstory on like maybe why that is Ratchet and Clank is a first party Sony studio and it's running on the the P5, which is a Sony, the Sony console. And like, I've been playing ghost of Tsushima and like ghost of Tsushima is a PlayStation four game. And it still has it has more loading times than this PlayStation Five game, and I think it's I think it's got to have something to do with how it's optimized or how it runs on the SSD drive. I mean, I'm not I'm not a tech wizard like Brandon, so I, I can't really speak to it. But <laughs> but yeah, dude, it, it really changes it up, man. I really think that if if you're looking for like I guess a single player campaign and you have the PlayStation Five and you really want to experience it for for what it is i think it's worth the the 70 dollar price tag which which is a lot to be fair but man i'll be honest i so basically where we left off is i jumped into this game and i just i don't know i was like overwhelmed with it because everything was so bright and i I got i don't know i guess maybe it just like took me a second for that to like i guess kick in for like my brain to just like be okay with it i don't really i don't know i can't really explain it at the like i can't really explain it better than that but man, like I've, I've put some hours into it. I think I'm like halfway through now. And it's just so fun, dude. It really is. It's really a new take on, on this series. So the series does have a, have a little bit of history. Like it's been around since the PlayStation 2. 
So, I mean, that's a couple of generations and they've had a bunch of iterations and it really kind of feels like this genre in particular was just a little bit, I don't know if dated is the right word, but like it definitely, there hadn't been any releases in a while. And I don't know, it's kind of just like, is, is this even worth it? You know, because I mean, like with COD, it's so iterative, you know, but this was like, is this going to be something new? And absolutely, man, it absolutely is something new. Like the, it's really like, the characters of the shooter or the, like the characters that you can like, you get to play as they're really so compelling and it's not necessarily in a way that I remember from this franchise. So I guess like in the past, this franchise is kind of just like, it's a shooter that's like super fun and you just get like a ton of guns and there's just like, they just throw a ton of enemies at you and you just have to use a gun and like switch to a totally different gun. Like there was like a gun in one of the older games where you'd shoot it at an enemy and it'd turn them into a sheep. And then if you upgraded that gun, the sheep would explode and take out other enemies. So there would be, and like, it really, like the gameplay of it was like, they would have, you'd really be, I guess, uh, incentivized to switch between weapons really quick. So you could switch to one weapon that would like, let's say you could place a turret down and the turret would shoot enemies. And then you'll bring out another gun and like use a shotgun. And then like, let's say you clear the, the enemies that are like right in front of you. And then there's, like people across the arena like switch to a rocket launcher and just like shoot rocket launchers at them and like it was always like these crazy guns like i think there's like a in one of the previous games there's like a rocket launcher and you have like an 80 like an 80 clip rocket launcher gun like come on you know what i mean like it's just like fun and ridiculous like that and like that's kind of always been like the i guess the big pull of the franchise like i <laughs> right now i have this gun that i've been using a lot it's called the the topiary sprinkler and basically i'll just like throw it down and it's literally like a lawnmower sprinkler that's what it looks like but it'll like shoot water at the enemies and that'll like turn green like a vine will just like cover their whole bodies and they won't be able to move because they're like covered in vines and then like you'll just shoot them and it's really fun like i have this other gun i don't really i don't remember what it's called (laughs) but you just like shoot it out and it's like becomes this mushroom and this mushroom just starts like lobbing like mushroom bullets at the enemy. So it's like, you're really like switching between like, like I have this other gun that I like that like electrocutes enemies. So like it'll shoot one enemy with like electric bolts. And then I'll have like this mushroom shooting at them. And I'll have like this sprinkler, like shooting vines at it. And it's kind of like, it's really cool. And with this game in particular, it really makes it fun because you run out of ammo so quick. And you just get like a plethora of guns that you can switch between. I just unlocked this one that's like saw blades. Like I shoot like saw blades, but they like kind of like bounce back. So it's kind of like I can like literally you'll have something where it's like there's a gun that's shooting vines. There's like like a, a gun that's shooting mushrooms. And you can like at the same time be shooting another gun that like electrocutes somebody. And then if you switch back to another gun, then you can literally do something else entirely. So it's really fun just to be able to do that. And they make it really easy to switch in between the guns. Like that is kind of like why you would play this game. But the characters are, are really compelling to me, truthfully, man. And you get a ton of like exploration incentives. Like they made the one thing that the game has like always had, they've always had a map, but it's just so easy to pull the map up here. And the map shows you like all the secrets and it really just makes it, I don't know. I think it's a better design, which incidentally means that it's more accessible and it's just like so much easier to find the secrets that I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like I can really just go to a new planet and be like, okay, I did everything and just continue right on. Yeah. And it's really cool, man. And like all the characters are like really deal, like they're dealing with like some pretty big stuff. Ratchet and Clank are kind of like the, the two, I guess, keystone characters and they've really introduced some other ones. They've introduced Kit, Glitch, and Rivet. And Rivet is kind of like Ratchet's counterpart, and Kit is kind of like Clank's counterpart. And in the beginning, I won't I won't say too much, but in the beginning, Clank like he gets like maimed, like his, he loses a, like an arm, and he's kind of dealing with that the whole game. He's dealing with like a serious injury, and how that like kind of like relates to his confidence and. Some of the characters are dealing with like guilt 
for something that they like a, a tragedy that happened in their like dimension and yeah it's really cool man just to, like see how these characters are like dealing with these things but like also then you have a gun that can turn an enemy into an ice cube so like i literally was fighting a boss earlier today and i shot it with an ice cube and it just like he like spun off a cliff and that was it so <laughs> it was over boss yeah it, it really it's it's something special man and like i said like this is really like what the new what the new what, like what i think is in store for the next generation it really does like it's like seamless between cutscene and gameplay and i think yeah. what that could do for storytelling is like really something yeah man i'm excited to see what the future of the next gen looks like because we're just getting started with it man yeah, definitely. I would say the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is probably the only true PlayStation 5 game out there right now. Like there's obviously there's others, but like I feel like that is the one that's like if you have a PlayStation 5, you should play that one. Hey man. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Hey, if Ratchet you, and Clank. Yeah. You should check out Halo first though. It's free to play. I'm trying to get Brandon on it, man. I don't think he's going to be able to stop once he does. <laughs> That's me and Vanguard right now. Yeah. You never know, man. Okay. All right. We're going to talk about one more thing before we end up here today. This is, I don't, honestly, it's kind of weird. I don't really know too, too well how to explain it, but I'm going to see if you've heard about it, Brandon. It's called Kid A Manisa Exhibition. Have you heard of this? I haven't. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> well, let me tell you, man. It's kind of like, well, I guess I guess this should be said. It's free to play. So it's free to play and you can check it out. I guess it takes like, it takes a little less than like two hours to complete. Um, and I kind of say that because I don't really, I don't really know if it can be completed. And I don't really know if it can be played either. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like this experience I'll be honest, man, this totally changed what I think a game can be. And I think it might've changed my life too. So <laughs> I don't know. I know that's like some strong play praise coming right out of the gate, but uh, basically this is kind of like an interactive exhibition exhibit game experience and concert all kind of like whipped up into one. And it's kind of in in tandem with Radiohead. Do you know who Radiohead is? I'm yeah, I'm familiar. With it's the like band. it's like a band. Yeah, I have you ever listened to too much of their music? I've listened to a couple of songs. Hey, you yeah, might get something out of this, man. I, I'll be completely honest. I have never listened to any of their songs, and I decided to like go full into this. And I I'll be honest. Like I said, like I really enjoyed it. I think this changed my perspective on what I think a game can be, and I got a lot out of it. So if you're a Radiohead fan, you're probably going to get more out of it. Um, and I'm really compelled to check out their music now. But basically, I just booted this up and I, I didn't really know too much what to expect. And it kind of starts out and you're in this plane and it says Kid A Manisa Exhibition. And you're kind of looking at this wall and it kind of looks like a door. And I kind of was like walking up against it like, like, what is this like? do I have to do something to like interact with this door? Um, but I'm like, is it a door? Cause it kind of looks like this like huge garage door kind of thing. I was like, I don't really know what this is. And then I like turned around and I'm in this like black and white forest and it's like all hand drawn. And I see like a, a red light and I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll walk up to that red light. And I'm just like walking through this like forest kind of thing. And I come up to this door and I, it kind of looks like a, Oh man, I'm trying to think of what they're called. Like, you know how like when you're at the airport and you have those things, I guess they're like the terminals, but they like take your luggage up to the plane. Yeah. It kind of looks like one of those. And I was like, I guess I'm going to walk through this. And at the top, there's this little, this little patch of dialogue. And I'll read this, read this for you. It says, there are doors and doors and there are trap doors. There are doors that open by themselves there are sliding doors and secret doors. There are doors that let you in and out, but never open. And there are trap doors that you can't come back from. 
Kid A. Manisa, Exhibition. This is not a game. Take your time. You are at the beginning, so there must be an end. Some places will make sense. Some places will never make sense. See you later. And I kind of went, went through this and experienced it kind of all in one sitting. And I don't know, dude, it was just like this surreal experience. And it, I felt like it kind of changed my life, man. Oh, dude, I guess the best way to, to kind of describe this is, so obviously like, I don't want to say too much about it. Like it's an experience. It doesn't take too long. Like you should absolutely experience this for yourself. It's free to play. It's like eight gigabytes. You can download it, play it, or experience it and delete it in one evening. And I totally recommend doing that. So I'll keep this very brief. I won't spoil anything. And like, if you are intrigued by what I just said at all, like seriously, go check this out. And so it kind of like looks like a museum exhibit. And I think from what I've gathered online, that was kind of like what Radiohead wanted to do. They wanted to make like a museum exhibit for like, I guess like an anniversary of this album, which I guess Kid A. Manisa is an album. And I guess they wanted to make an exhibit about it. And I guess, and I think that their anniversary fell in the last couple of years with COVID. And I mean, obviously like in-person events and exhibitions are, are not really happening, you know, so I guess they started to work with a studio to develop this. And what's kind of crazy about this, Brandon, is the studio that made this, they released this. And then after they like publicly announced this like free to play release, they also announced that they were being acquired by Epic, which is the people that make Fortnite. So it's kind of weird to like, just know like going into this, that this like crazy game experience is like, it's so experimental, man. It's now owned by the people that make Fortnite. So I don't know, maybe something will come of that. I don't even know. But that's interesting. I guess like my pitch, man, is because you're in a game, like imagine going into a museum exhibit where the laws of physics and reality don't exist. And what I mean by that is you can walk through a door and you can like walk through a door in a museum and be in a totally different place. Or you can walk through a, a, a door in a museum and just be floating in a void. Or you can walk into a space and you can think something is solid and you can walk right through it because the laws of physics don't apply because anything is possible. Like there was this one moment where I walked through a pillar and inside of the pillar, I could hear bass music. And it was just so cool. And then I could walk through the pillar and I was back in the exhibit. And it was really, it was awesome. It was really surreal, man. And if you're going to experience this, I will give you a little tip because I, I went through it and then I had to do half of it over again because I, funny enough, it, it does kind of open up at one point and I was, it kind of like opens up and I immediately went through a trap door and I couldn't go back and check out any of the other stuff. So at, at one point you were going to come to a room where there's going to be a gigantic red pyramid at the back of the pyramid. There is a set of stairs that takes you through a door. Once you go through that door, that leads to the end of the experience. So you should check out everything else because everything else is a dead end. Up until that point, everything else is a dead end. So you can experience everything in that area, or maybe not a dead end. It might be a dead end or a loop, and you can experience all of that. Once you experience all that, go to the back of the red pyramid, and there's a staircase. And dude, it's honestly like, also something that was like crazy to me is like the sense of scale. Like you can, like I said, like I literally at one point I walked through a door and it's like I was in a black void, and it was it was just so cool. I guess I'll give like one other, like one other little part of it, which if you're sold on this, like we're going to end up episode after this. I don't know. I don't, this isn't necessarily a spoiler, but this is kind of like, I'm going to describe something from my point of view. So if you are like wanting to check this out, I mean, we're pretty much just going to talk about this and end up the episode. So check it out on your own. Like I said, it's free to play. 
but Brandon, I walked through this door, dude, and I saw this like structure and it looked like it was like miles ahead of me, probably like, like a mile or two ahead of me. And it kind of looked like Stonehenge, but it was kind of like lit up. I was like, oh my God, like that looks rad. And I started like walking through this void to this like Stonehenge structure, right? And I kind of see it's like lit up. And I'm like, what is this? And as I got closer and closer, I could see this humongous painting in the background. Like imagine a painting as, as tall as the Empire State Building. And Damn. that painting is in front of this Stonehenge-like structure. And I'm walking through it. And as I come up to it, I can see the pillar that I'm supposed to walk through. It's kind of like a doorway. And it looks like Stonehenge. And as I'm doing that, it looks like as I'm walking through it, the painting in the background, that's like the size of the Empire State Building. It looks like that is the moon. In this one spot, it looks like I was walking through it and I could see the moon. And then once I walked through the door, it, it totally like changed the perspective just because of like the, the way the pillars were set up. And I could tell it was just like one single part of the painting. And then as I was in this Stonehenge structure, it was really, it was kind of grunge, man. It was kind of, kind of like punk rock almost. The Stonehenge structure was made up of like parking garage material. Like, you know how things look in parking garages where it's like the, the gray, the gray on the top. And then it gets like a darker gray and there's like yellow on the pillars, like yellow in the middle. And there's like the, yeah, it looked like that. Like it was like a Stonehenge made up of that kind of stuff. And the lights were literally like fluorescent lights like those tube lights that they have in like the basement of Patagonia. So like just like old tube lights were lighting up this like Stonehenge made out of like a parking garage material. And that's so trippy. It, it really is, man. It very much was. And like, after like you go through that, like that kind of leads to like the, I just like this, the concert experience of it, which maybe if you experience this, we can talk about, but I don't really want to spoil that. Cause that is really like, the key of this experience and dude i don't know it was it was like trippy and eclectic and i don't even know man it was something else dude it sounds like you described an acid trip (laughs) i could not imagine if you dropped acid and did that like you you'd probably yeah that would change your life for sure but yeah man it was really cool because like i was literally like in this experience like this kind of like museum s type of thing and Oh man, there's actually this one part, it's kind of like straight up the Guggenheim, but it's like a staircase, like a slanted spiral staircase. And it's just yeah. infinite. Like I walked around <laughs> for like 20 minutes and I was like, this, this goes on forever. Like there is no way that like, it's literally like an infinite Guggenheim, man. And I was like, that's crazy. So dude, eight gigabytes on my PlayStation five. I could try this. Yeah. It's free to play too. I don't know, man. I I think that if you were like looking for like an experience to just like, it's also like, it's kind of dark too. Like there are definitely points that are like really cool and dark, but there are places where I was like a little unhinged because it was just kind of creepy, but it also like says something about like the, I don't know, kind of just reminded me of like the, like the yin and the yang, like the light and the dark, like, I don't know, like, oh, you should check it out, dude. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, man. I gotta try it, man. It definitely sounds like something I, I would I would enjoy. You should definitely check it out, especially like I don't know. We're all in like this. I don't know. I guess I can really only speak for myself, but I just feel like I've been deprived of new experiences for like a year plus, and then I got to experience this, and I was just like, wow! Like I truly have never experienced anything like this. So I would recommend it to anyone. Hey, bro. It's a good way to end the episode. That's about all I got, man. Play some shooters. Play Kid Amanisa. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. Check out our Patreon. Hey, actually, really quick, before we end this up, we've kind of noticed a lot of, uh, noticed some new patrons. So if you're a new patron, thank you so much. It, it truly does mean the world to us. And I don't know, I guess I can't say anything, but thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. We super appreciate you guys and keep up the support. We'll keep up the good content. And yeah, we 
we really, really appreciate you guys. Yeah, and thanks to everybody that is playing on our Minecraft realm. That, it's starting to look super cool, starting to shape up. So I'm kind of excited to jump back into that. We haven't talked about that in a minute. So maybe we'll talk about that next week. Give you a little update yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. And as we're, we're going to keep it up for a little bit coming into the, the holiday season. You know, if you have anyone that just needs some friends or need to share a world with, like, feel free to share that link. And that's really kind of what it's about right now. It's just kind of giving people places to, to hang out amidst everything. Hop in the server. Thank you so much for listening. That's all I have. Peace in the Minecraft streets. <laughs> Peace in the Halo streets, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Never.